following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker, June Hunt. Well, Gene, you know, sometimes uh, we have uh, maybe have a concern that is personal to us, and people will look at that and say, well, you know, you're, maybe you're just being paranoid about something. And, and uh, so, you know, we need to be able to sort that out for ourselves. And sometimes that's true. That's, that's legitimate. We might be paranoid or it might, it might be an, a legitimate um, concern that we have. But how would we know? What's, what's kind of the difference? What are some of the indicators that, that that's real paranoia? I, I think it's not easily detected if it is uh, minor, meaning, or, uh, I don't think there's always uh, a, a strong, for sure, assumption, because if you're hearing someone who is highly suspicious, um, Maybe there's a just cause for that. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, somebody who has uh, paranoia, where it becomes a personality disorder, um, there's just this per- pervasive uh, distrust or this suspiciousness of others. Um, I'm talking about their motives um, are interpreted as... Um, seeking to do harm. Uh, now, typically this begins in early adulthood and um, there's a, there, there are a number of specific indicators, which may be what more you're talking about, mm-hmm. like um, it's being suspicious without sufficient data or without sufficient uh, information, uh, but, but it's that others are trying to uh, hurt you or, uh, or exploit you or deceive you. Um, there can be a preoccupation with uh, just unjustified doubts about the loyalty and and this is a big deal and I know there are times when a person has been burned um, let's say um, someone has totally pulled a wool over your eyes so to speak and you had no idea that um, that person wasn't loyal at all. In fact, um, I've just, I've got to write an endorsement, and I want to write this endorsement of uh, an author. I do know the situation, and he is so, he was so stunned and hurt over the betrayal. Um, After you've been betrayed, you can have difficulty trusting again. Mm. And I know that I had a betrayal that happened to me. And I remember I uh, had a dear friend who said, June, 
she looked at me and she said, June, I am not, and then she called the other person's name. She said, I am Barbara. I am not, and the, that, again, that other name. And she, she you know, it, she was wise to try to say, don't let that experience harm our friendship. Hmm. And I, I, I'm confident I would have probably needed that because I, I don't trust everyone. I can appear to, <laughs> but, but um, um, a, a person who is paranoid is reluctant to confide in others. Now, it could be because of something justified in the past, but if it's continuing on, that's where a person could need help. Uh, I needed my friend to say, June, <laughs> I am Barbara. Yes. Hmm. I am not, and then she called that other person's name. And so I, I do believe that, though, when a person is struggling with paranoia, uh, they could have difficulty uh, feeling, I'm feeling safe with another person. Um, but it could be an unwarranted fear that the information is going to be used maliciously uh, uh, against you. And there could be reading in, um, you know, sometimes... You'll say something, and somebody will take it in a way that you don't mean at all. That's, that's hard, but that could be very easily a person who is paranoid. There can be also a great difficulty with um, um, forgive, forgiveness. Um, I'm talking about there's a, there's a, a holding on to grudges, not forgiving. Of, of insults and injuries and slights and perceiving that the attacks are on his character or her character uh, or, or, or you're trying to hurt my reputation. So it, it's, it's, uh, it's imperative to sort out what is true, what is not. Um, and I'm sorry when people are paranoid. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, 
or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart. If you have any questions or concerns about the topics on the program tonight, just call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And they'd be happy to help you to uh, get the right resources for you. They'd like to help provide that help to you when you need it the most. So call them, let them know what issues you might be dealing with, and they'll be glad to recommend some resources for you. Uh, let me recommend one of our keys for living tonight called Fear No Longer Afraid. That's Fear No Longer Afraid. If that would help you, just talk to customer support about getting that resource in your hands. They can do that uh, very quickly for you. If you'd like to email them, you can do that at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Customer support at hopefortheheart.org and that phone number again, 800-488-HOPE. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight. And we have a listener in California listening to KKLA. This evening we have Richard. Hi, Richard. Welcome to Hope. Hello. Hi, Richard. Oh, if you have your radio on, you'll have to turn it down or it'll be very confusing because there's a seven-second delay. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. What forgot my wallet? Okay, I my wallet here. Okay. And this is live radio. That's why we have unique calls and situations. Okay, I'm free. Okay. Well, good to talk with you, Richard. This is June Hunt. How can we help you? I'm under I'm so stressed out about everything going on in my life that I can't even function, brush my teeth, take care of myself, function to go to the store, know what to buy. I can't get nothing together. It's like just my whole life's been torn apart for so long and it's been so difficult that uh you know uh I don't know, I guess maybe I don't know, the Lord told me you're going to go through a lot. And I stopped mm. because I knew this was going to be serious. And uh, he says, when you see injustice, I don't want you to do nothing about it. When you see something you want, you feel like you should correct it. He says, I don't want you to correct it. Uh, I didn't call you to do something about it or correct it. I called you to worship me, and he wants me to worship him and 
having an understanding of trials and uh, getting a firm grip on that, but I haven't been able to get a firm grip on anything. Part of the problem is greatly is alcohol and drugs, um, you know, and uh, it has uh, destroyed my life, uh, greatly gifted. Mm. Uh, and uh, But uh, one drink and it takes away my first love. Uh, I'm just, mm. I'm another person. It's like uh, I no longer am me anymore. And I want to be myself and I want to be uh, a representative of Christ. Um, and I think I'm ready to begin all that process now. But everything's such a shambles now, mentally, emotionally. I'm under so much, I get stressed out and my whole neck locks up and I can't even turn my head. Uh, mm. You know, I'm 66 years old now, and so everything changed in life, but uh, God called me, I believe he called me to this place, he called me for a purpose, he has work for me to do, he wants to use me, and mm. I'm going to answer that call. Uh, it's, uh, I'm the most unlikely person on planet Earth for the, what he wants to do, but... Uh, uh, he says, I chose despised things and things that are weak and foolish, and I qualify for all those. I really actually don't qualify for any other job, I guess. I, <laughs> hmm. uh, what do you think God is wanting you to do? What are you feeling called to do? Well, Am I feeling called to well, uh, by my whole Bible say I've been okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm there's something I am thinking about right now, and that is many times God does not reveal the exact plan, but there is a disposition that is huge, and that is you need to know God's highest purpose for you. God's highest purpose is this. It's found in Romans 8, 29. You are predestined this is for every believer. You are predestined to be conformed to the character of Christ. The Bible actually says you are predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. Predestined means he's already figured out he's going to do it. That how he, I'm going to emphasize how he will do it. He will conform you. Richard, this is important. You you need to understand that God tells us He doesn't He doesn't give us a blueprint. Uh, uh, he unrolls His will. He'll, he'll unroll the scroll just one line at a time. And the passage in Romans eight twenty nine. I think is really something that you will respond to because 
what that scripture says is you are predestined to be conformed to the character of Christ. And so he is going to work on your character. He's going to work on, he, you're, you're predestined to be conformed to his character. And he does this. I, I love the scripture that says faithful is the one who calls you and he will do it. That's extraordinary. So the issue is not that you have to know what you are going to do and what he has called you to do. It is that you be yielded. And that means that he will empower you to do what he's called you to do. Does that part make sense? Yes. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I have experienced uh, God's power in levels of righteousness that very high. Uh, I don't understand what I was doing at the time. I would accomplish great things in God and walk away from it and go start something else and accomplish that and go start something else. And I don't know what in the world I was doing, but uh, he told me that I'm sending you to a place of great darkness, but I'm sending you as a bomb. And I have... Uh, hmm. The opportunity I to you know with get my breakthroughs and uh, see God do something uh, really great and I'm in a home with uh, 200 other people uh, waiting housing and uh, so I have a captive audience here so a lot mm -hmm. of people are really interested they want to know you know <laughs> okay well then I, I'm going to confirm something with you. Uh, you talked about how alcohol and drugs had ruined your life. I had an uncle who became an alcoholic, and um, he lost his business. Um, his business partner went off with all the money and went off with his wife, meaning my aunt. And um, he ended up committing suicide. And it made a difference to me. I was 14 when this happened. And I thought, you know, I don't know if genetically I would be an alcoholic. But I thought, you know, I don't think I even want to run the risk of that. Um, because I saw the devastation in this uncle's life. And yet what I, so th there's a point at which in life we decide what will I do about this issue. And once we are firm on that, that will, like for me, um, I never had to worry about being an alcoholic. Now, there were other challenges I had. And yeah. yet... Um, Again, the, the Bible says that we are predestined to be conformed to the character of Christ. I have a thought. You know, you were very explicit. You were very specific about um, being stressed out. You said, I can't get organized. Things are in shambles. You know, so I, a, a thought that I have is you've heard the probably the saying, a journey begins with one step. And that that's kind of making it, let's, let's get simple in life 
in a positive way, and that means focused. Um, at times, I can uh, identify with you. I have so many things I'm to be juggling, and there's a point at which I have to just stop and say, I can't handle all of it. Let me begin with what is in front of me here. And um, sometimes I do that because I just have all these uh, requests and things that I am supposed to get done and I cannot get them done in the time frame that I would like because I, I can only go so fast. But um, a thought that I would have, and that some people advise this, before you go to bed, write down three things you know you need to accomplish tomorrow. Before you go to bed, take a pen and paper. These are the most important things I'm going to accomplish tomorrow. And somehow, then, when tomorrow comes, you can look at those three specifics. Now, you can accomplish a lot more if you wish. But if you say, Lord, would you help me prioritize what is most important now? And other people can come in. Sometimes they will want you to do things, and you think, You've got to decide, is, is this something that I need to also do, or is this something that could wait, or is this something that's really not what I need to be spending my time doing? So we have, we have choices, uh, and there are genuine emergencies, and we have to be aware of that. Everything, though, is not an emergency. And that's why it, it can help to say, okay, and it may be just one, if it's a big deal. Um, have you ever, have you ever heard the, um, this, the saying, how do you eat an elephant? And then what is the response to that? Uh, one bite at a time. You got it. So you sit there and think, okay, this is the order for me to do in order to tackle this. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that he accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as his precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that he is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. 
Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 of our Keys for Living to help you address your situation. Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help for so many issues, and something is sure to connect with what you might be dealing with in your life. Let us help you to do that. We all face challenges, big and small, and uh, we'd like to... Uh, letting you know that our customer support team can be a valuable resource to you. Talk to them, and they'll be glad to uh, let you know what which of our resources would help you the most. And maybe they can provide a free resource on our website, even something there that you can uh, download and print out for yourself if you'd like. Or they can get some uh, printed resources, some of our books and materials, into your hands just uh, by mail. And they'd be happy to uh, recommend those as well. We do recommend Keys for Living on Time Management. That's called Wisdom to Maximize Your Minutes. Time Management, Wisdom to Maximize Your Minutes. And the customer, customer support can help you with that. Their number is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Call them anytime, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. If you'd like to take a look at the website and see all the resources that are available from Hope for the Heart, just go to hopefortheheart.org slash store. You'll find keys for living, uh, for various books and Bible studies. It's all there again at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's return to our conversation with Richard. Richard, I understand that you are stressed out. Those were your beginning words. Um, what has caused you now, right now to be stressed out? Stressed out? Uh, just being bullied by uh, just pretty much uh, either they uh, ignore me or won't talk to me or they uh, make threats, you know, or have me threatened, you know, people screaming and yelling and obscenities and every crazy thing. I don't know what they're talking about, but they're screaming they're going to kill me and all this stuff uh, because uh, they stole Rob my account and they didn't want me to tell that they did it. Mm. They robbed your account for what? Yeah, bank account. Bank account. Yeah. Wow. You know, uh. just, uh, you know, they uh, st- 
steal everything they get their hands on. You know, just, uh, I don't know, just a whole bunch of uh, things stolen. Yeah, I haven't owned a sheet of paper or a notebook in 30 years. That was started by my mother and my sister, and uh, it's just been carried on by the same spirit through different people. And uh, I want to see all this come to an end and, and uh, have a good testimony for Christ and uh, have the life of faith, the best life a person can live. It's a life mm. of faith. Well, that's very significant, what you just described. And, you know, um, is there is there someone who you who you know is a positive influence on you? Uh, no. Okay. There's not anyone. I don't have right any now. family. I don't have any friends. Uh, I'm in a place where you know everybody's life is you know they're coming from drug addiction and all kinds of alcohol and all kinds of other problems that. Uh, they're not capable of establishing a friendship or having one, and neither am I, really, I don't think. Uh, it's like you have to know what the definition of a friend is, know what the qualifications are, and qualify for it. Show yourself to be worthy of a friendship to, in order to really have one. And I know people with mature love of God can love me, but uh, people who don't really have, they're not committed Christians, uh, yeah, they, they're not able to. And I want to be the type of person that can uh, love others and um, grow to the full stature of Christ, where I should be. You know, you're you're using very uh, significant words uh, to to be used by the Lord uh, in a significant way. That's actually God's intention, and what I mean by that is. It's not status. God is not impressed with status, but he knows individuals where there is a need in another person's life. And, um, you know, and sometimes we're not even aware they have that need. But uh, what I'm hearing is you would like to be used by God to make a difference in someone else's life. Is that right? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, God is in the people business. And if we'll attend to his business, other people, he'll attend to our business. Uh, he gave me, uh, Noah built the ark in obedience, and God gathered the animals, taking care of all the details. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he, God is in the people business. He died for people. Jesus died for people, not projects. Uh, and and uh, as such, you know, there is something that every once in a while I will do. And if, uh, I'm going to say it this way, if the shoe fits, you can wear it. Sometimes I'm going to be with a number of people, be around a a number of people, and a lot, it could be a lot of people that are just around. And I will pray, God, would you put me with the person of your choice to have a meaningful conversation? 
I've done that at many, many times, actually. But I'm even thinking of uh, a situation right now where I was going to be with a bunch of relatives. But I thought, Lord, is there someone I need to be with? Do, would you let me know? Just put me with whoever you want me to be with. And I remember following that time, I was with a bunch of nieces and nephews, and they were talking about what is called um, uh, deconstructionism, that they were taught in school that you can't have any moral absolute. There is no such thing as moral absolutes. And I, I'm listening to this, and um, so <laughs> I said um, to one of my nephews, I said, Hunter, uh, do you have a wallet? And he looked at me. He said, yes. I said, could I see your wallet? And I had about, you know, six, seven or eight nieces and nephews. And so I, I'm now I'm looking at his very thin wallet. And I went. Okay, now it's mine. I put it in my pocket, and his eyes got huge. He was about a, a sophomore in high school, and he didn't know what to do. I said, possession is nine-tenths of the law. So I, it's my, and now it's mine. And, I mean, he, he, you know, they were telling, and I said, besides, if there are no moral absolutes, that means... There's nothing wrong with uh, stealing, and and they were hanging on. They they my nieces and nephews they didn't know what to do, and um, I said, "Do you think that there could be a moral absolute? Like, let's say someone were to drive a car into a bunch of children and kill these children." Intentionally, I said, or do you think that, no, that would be morally absolutely wrong? And he was fishing around, and he's not a Christian, by the way. And so he finally said, well, there could be some reason to do that. And so, so I th <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you, that is what I did first when they first were meeting and they were talking and not, they were talking about moral absolutes and I presented another situation I can't remember what it was right now and then that's when I said Hunter do you have a wallet and then I took his wallet that he handed me said now it's mine and all of a sudden he saw that comment about no moral absolutes uh, I said but you said there you know you, I know you seem bothered that I have your wallet. And he kept looking at my pocket where the wallet now is located. And he, and uh, all of a sudden it changed his whole opinion. Because, see, I now was stealing his property. But my point is, I pray that there, and normally uh, we don't have those kinds of conversations, but it just 
I guess what God wanted me to have that conversation with my my nieces and nephews. And I had two come up to me who said, I really want to believe that there are moral absolutes, but my teachers are telling me there are no moral absolutes. And um, so my, my point is sometimes God will put you with someone and it will be, and of course, I turned around and gave him back. I said, stealing is wrong, and I would have stolen your wallet, and I will not do that to you. And so he was relieved. My, my point here, though, is if, if, you're, if you know that there are people around that um, are not, uh, you know, candidly, I believe everyone has a need in their lives at different times, different needs. And he's put us in the world to make a difference. And I'm hearing that you would like your life to make a difference. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So pray. Say, God, put me with who you want me to have a meaningful conversation with. And I'll tell you one thing that can be helpful is to ask them questions, whoever the thems are, ask them questions about their lives. And it means asking, you know, some simple things, you know, where, where did you grow up? Um, what, uh, what types of things do you love to do? Um, is there something that you're wanting to do now that you're that's that's a challenge for you? You can just ask all kinds of questions. But um, uh, and, and there's another thing that might be helpful. Many times, some you know people have gone through losses in their lives, and they need a friend. So it could be because you mentioned that you don't have a friend. You said, I don't have family or friends. Well, it could be that if you take interest in someone and are looking out for their best, you could be the answer to prayer for that person who actually needs a friend. Would you be willing to pray that if God wants you to befriend someone, that you're willing to do that? Just think about it. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, 
You can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at one 800 917 That's 1-800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. And we exist because of your ongoing prayers and your continued support of this ministry. We thank you for that. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And talk to them. Let them know what you might be dealing with in your life, maybe some struggles, an issue, just a question that you have about a relationship or anything else that is uh, troubling you. You'd like to get God's perspective on that. Our resources can help you do that. So just talk to them. Again, the number is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800 800- Four eight eight four six seven three, and our customer support team is there to help you to get the right materials and to, to get on the on the right path in the right direction. So let us help you do that. We have uh, keys for living on the topic of uh, fear, and uh, that's called uh, fear no longer afraid. And uh, that's one of the resources that customer support can help you get into your hands. And again, that's uh, fear no longer afraid. Customer support at 800 488 hope. If you'd like to speak with June about that situation or anything else in your life that's going on, just uh, talk to us at 800 night 17. Call that. Uh, that's to be on uh, on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. That number again, 800 night 17. Just call, leave a message for us. We'll get back to you as soon as we can and talk to you about what questions you have and uh, try to get you on an upcoming Hope in the Night. And uh, we can get you in pretty quickly. And uh, that's in the next few days we have some openings. So we'd like to make you a part of the program. The number again, 800 night 17 June, let's get back to our conversation now with Richard. Well, my friend, are you a part of a church right now? Uh, I just started attending a church. Uh, he has a ministry to people who are uh, coming out of prison to help them be established. And uh, he's also the pastor of the church, and he works here. Um, and so I'm uh, going to his church. Well, that's great. Um, I'm going to be speaking at two different churches. One, I think, is maybe next weekend or Week after, weekend after that, and then uh, that's in Texas. That's not California where you are, but uh, you know there. Um, I I love prison ministry because there are so many who've finally realized 
Hmm. <laughs> I'm uh, what I've done in the past hasn't worked, and they are a captive audience, and um, they want to know what's real, what will really work, what they they want truth. And many don't know how to forgive. Many don't know um, what to do with their anger, and so I'm I'm brought in to speak on certain topics, and I love it because they. They are so uh, ready to hear truth that can set them free. So anything that you can do uh, to be of help in that area, what kinds, what kinds of things do you find yourself doing with this pastor? drinking. I don't want any alcohol. I have um, just like two months or so sober from alcohol. I was smoking a little bit of marijuana, but I didn't want to smoke marijuana. I was only doing it because I'd get so stressed out. It was What happened was I had these seven times I had an experience. This one was like one of them. It's, uh, the van was, uh, took an hour for them to get me to the to town because we can't leave unless we leave in a van. And uh, so I got so angry about it that I couldn't see. I had no awareness of any other reality. I didn't, and I didn't know mm. I was there. I was completely out of touch with reality. And I held out my hand and a glass square at my hand. It was like I was in a box and I was trapped in that box. And it was like mm. a warning from God saying, you could be trapped there for life. You know, mm, and, wow. uh, so yeah, so <laughs> it really got my attention that uh, uh, me stepping out from his out from under his protection is a very serious thing, and uh, disobedience has severe consequences, and my life has been a consequence of my disobedience to him. You know. I, I, I'm very impressed that you are willing to say I was disobedient to God. Do you know that many people, many men in particular, they will not say, they won't admit anything like that. But uh, I'm impressed. I was saying that uh, these people, why can't the Christians here say what the Bible is true about me? But I wasn't saying that's true about them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and I, I stopped lying and I stopped stealing. That's years ago. And but mm-hmm. I started to notice that I started to be able to see better, more clearly. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, you know, um, what I have found when I go to prisons or it doesn't have to be a prison, Uh, but they are so attentive because I tell all these things that were challenges in my life early on, uh, you know, really bizarre family life, and and that I had difficulty forgiving because I thought forgiveness was wrong. And then I, I tell how I had unforgiveness toward my father because of multiple things, especially how he treated my mom. But um, it 
but then I then share and I teach on forgiveness and tell them what I learned. It's it. I thought it was wrong because I thought it's letting somebody off the hook. I thought, why do you just let somebody off the hook when they haven't changed? When they haven't changed. And so I thought, how can that be right? But then I didn't know what to do with the scriptures because now I had become a Christian and I didn't know what to do when the Bible says, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And I didn't know what to do with that. I, I was mystified. So uh, I kind of didn't do anything until later I realized it's not letting them off the hook. It's taking them off of my emotional hook. Because you know, and I think you'd understand this, when you're angry at someone, when you have bitterness towards someone, that can really pull you down. It um, is very destructive. And bitterness, nowhere in the Bible do you ever see that we are to be bitter. It, it's always wrong. And so what I had to learn was we're not letting them off the hook. We're taking them off of our emotional hook, putting them onto God's hook. Because he says, it's mine to avenge I will repay. So he'll deal with them. And so that's not my job to have vengeance. And by the way, I wrote down what you said. You said the Lord said to you, I don't want you to correct them. What you're supposed, what we are supposed to do is forgive. And that means take them off of the people who've wounded us, the people who've hurt us, to take them off of our emotional hook and put them onto God's hook because yeah. we it doesn't work if you and I are bitter what do you think about yeah. that? well uh, Kenneth E. Hagin said that uh, he had the scripture uh, you know God I said God I've been obedient to you and uh, I'm not getting the results I need. My kids don't have the best. We don't have the best house. He said I'd have the best. And God said if you would be willing and obedient, you'd eat the best of the land. And he uh, got willing. And I wasn't willing to make up with some family members. I had best I could forgave them, but I wasn't willing to have the relationship restored. And I had uh-huh. to realize that and become willing, even though it may never happen. Uh, God spoke to me about it being restored, and that really upset me. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and I had to look at what's going on with me, and I wasn't willing to let it be restored. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking that God has put some things into your mind and heart that are true, and it may be that. God is waiting to use you in the life of someone else who needs a friend. And I'm, in fact, I had, a, I had someone in my life. <laughs> well, no, see, but see, even the fact that you say, you know, I was disobedient and I, 
you know, alcohol and the drugs, it, that doesn't fulfill you in life, does it? I'd have to uh, look at uh, what is a friend, you know, and get a biblical perspective on it. And really, uh, because I can't uh, tell them to to agree with them about doing something wrong, and yet sometimes you can't really tell the person that they're wrong at that time. You have to wait and pray about it. And, um, you know, that's a good point. You do have to wait. So you pray... For, in fact, the Bible says, he who walks with the wise grows wise. I love that scripture. It's Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise. And so I think it could be great to say, Lord, I'm willing to have a friend, but I want that friend to be your choice for me of a friend. And would you would you put the right kind of friend in my life? A friend a friend is a person that is united to another person uh, by feelings of affection, uh, loyal support. It's time spent together. And when when we think about friendship. Uh, it's a reciprocal relationship of liking this other person, liking and loving between two people. It's mutual. Friendship is a mutual emotion based on liking this person. One, and I believe the Bible, the Bible even talks about as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So when it's a true friend, you'll be better because of that friend in your life. So what we've got is a opportunity for you to say, Lord, would you put the right kind of friend into my life? And it's somebody I will like, but I will pray that somehow that person, my friend, could be used in my life and I could be used in my friend's life. It's a very precious thing to have a friend. And uh, in fact, the Bible even says, uh, wounds from a friend can be trusted but an enemy multiplies kisses. But look at this other part. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. In fact, I'm going to send you something on friendship. I think you'll really, really like it. You hang on to hope. We'll send our keys for living on friendship called Iron, Sharpening Iron. We'll send that to our tonight's caller free of charge. And we do that. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash give hope. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.